0: You know, in the first six weeks, I didn't notice much in the mirror. And in reality, the scale didn't move very much. So I was honestly ready to throw the towel in about week five when I was done my first month and I had only lost like just over half a pound. It didn't make any sense because I was nutritionally, I was also really improving my habits. So I I hit that plateau, I hit frustration. And I think getting through that was what really motivated me because they're just normal and you have to, you have to just be willing to experience those lows.
1: Hey there, my friend, this is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi. And I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. In just a moment, you're about to hear a powerful and inspiring conversation between myself and one of our Fit Father program members, Dave Prevett. Dave is 47 years young and he is the definition of a busy father. See, Dave's an architect, particularly does a lot of design and architecture for universities, college campuses, which means he's often traveling away from home. And if you're a guy who's had a history of traveling for work, you know how challenging it can be to maintain health routines. And then at home, Dave has a beautiful and busy family. He's got his wife, Jen, and four school-aged children. So there's just so much pressure pulling him in many different directions. And it was January 2022 when Dave got a fateful call from his dad where his dad asked him, Dave, do you have any New Year's resolutions? And it was on Dave's heart to make a change. He knew that he was out of alignment and he wanted to really invest in his health and fitness so we could have more vitality, be there for his kids and just get back to feeling athletic again. And that's exactly what Dave did. And I won't steal any of the thunder from this amazing conversation where you're going to hear about how the relationship Dave had with his dad and with his family and with this FitFather 30X program truly changed his life. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode with FitFather Dave Prevett. All right, Dave, welcome officially to the FitFather Project podcast, my friend. I'm so happy to have you here.
0: Thank you, Anthony. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. You know, my son sometimes walks into our room and catches me watching these podcasts, and he keeps asking me, Dad, when are you going to be on a podcast? And uh, I said, Son, there's a goal I want to hit, and once I do then we'll let it rip. So
1: here we are. Well, we are ready to let it rip. And I'm excited for your son to listen to this. So if you're Dave's son listening to this right now, your dad is a rock star. And we're about to share all the amazing things he did to get in great shape. So to kick that off, please introduce yourself to all the guys that are listening, name, age, where you're from, and anything you'd like to share about your family and what you do for work.
0: Sure. Thanks. Yeah, I'll do my best here. So my name's Dave Prevett. I'm 47 years old. I live in a beautiful part of Virginia called Blacksburg, which a lot of you may know about, but it's a, it's a wonderful part of the state to raise a family. So I'm an architect by trade. Uh, my passion is in college and university work for design. So I travel quite a bit around the state and around the region. I love what I do. I know it was a great choice. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just delighted to continue in my passions. My wife, Jennifer and I have been married for 19 years now. She is just the best partner that I could ever ask for. Um, she knows that, but boy, our life gets better every day. And it's really blessed because we have four kids, age 16 down to seven, and we've really loved that journey. And every every day brings new challenges, but it also brings new joys.
1: Nice. Well, it sounds like you have a beautiful life and now you have a healthy, vital body and routines to stay healthy for your family. But I imagine because you're on this podcast, it wasn't always that way. So take us back to maybe where you started or what point your health was at. I'd like to kind of paint a before picture and then we'll kind of go through your journey. So what was going on with your health and your life that that got you prompted to really start investing more in your fitness?
0: Mm-hmm. You know, We'll talk a little bit more about this later probably, but for some context, you know, I grew up in, in what I would describe as a very physically healthy family. My father is a retired Navy captain, and we lived in Norfolk for a lot of those years, or in Annapolis, Maryland. And so I was always sort of seeing the military from the outside in and seeing just the, the, the discipline that it took, um, you, know, for, for, you know, for Navy officers to stay in shape. And I admired that. I admired it in my dad. So I grew up with that strong context. I was very active in sports, you know, basketball player. Soccer player. One of my actual claims to fame is that I got to guard uh, Allen Iverson for an entire game in high school, and you know it was those joys that and great memories that I have of actually having to be pretty physical uh, to keep up. And so I wouldn't say that I had any real disadvantages as a kid. I think I made the most of that. But you know as life makes its turns, uh, you know as I got into my thirties and forties, and really my late twenties, I would say I was more heavily invested in my work in architecture, um, in travel. Uh, in raising a family, and you know those things as they add up, it's so easy to um, not put our health really in the driver's seat and our own wellness uh, at the at the fore. So to get sort of into more recent years, let's say the last three four years, I noticed I was traveling much much more than ever in my career. You know the the commitment to being out with clients. You know for one job had a four hour drive every week. So. You know, the demands of work, the demands of travel for work, for family, just a bit. Every week was busy. It added up to a very unhealthy picture for me. Not making great choices across the board. And before I knew it, you know, I was, I was doing check-ins with myself on the scale. I was doing intermittent fasting where I could, but nothing was ever consistent. And so even with trips to the weight room or, or you know, efforts to go out and run a lot, I just never really put all the pieces together. And so my my health really started to take a dive. And so I think when I got to 2020, there were a couple of moments in there where, you know, I, I clearly remember um, there needs to be a change. And, you know, those those stories re- remain with me.
1: Do you have a specific story there that really prompted you? I'd love for you to share those specifically.
0: Okay, sure, sure. So I remember it's actually kind of humorous and I got a laugh out of it, but it was one of those laughs where there's pain that comes along along, too. So... In 2020, our neighborhood pool was closed as a lot of facilities were that year for the pandemic. But I clearly remember the first weekend that it reopened. And so we were eager as we could be to be there. So I took my three sons to the pool and you know we're, we're reaching that moment where everyone's starting to jump in and take shirts off, right? And it was a pretty crowded day. So there's a lot of families right around us. And uh, I took my shirt off and my son who had already jumped in the pool he looks back up at me and says, dad, do you have excess belly fat? <laughs> and it was funny because, you know, every other mom in the pool was, was sort of slightly snickering, but I, I laughed it off. But the other side of me was saying, man, that's painful. Like my kid just announced to 50 people that uh, his dad has excess belly fat. Funny, but a tough day. That was a turning point. Coming ahead a couple more years, you know, I got to January 1st of 2022. um, Like a lot of guys and a lot of people generally, like we're looking to make New Year's resolutions. And I just picked up the phone and I called my dad just to wish him a happy New Year and to wish my mom a happy New Year. And he asked me sort of casually, but nicely. He said, so do you have any New Year's resolutions off the cuff? And I said, yeah, Dad, actually, I do. You know, I have... um, you know, I have a lot of a lot of years added up here of not paying attention to my health. And I want this year to be different. And I want to put my fitness at the at the fore. And so he challenged me. He said, I'm not going to judge you, but I'm going to offer you something. I'm going to offer to be your accountability partner. And I want you on the last day of every month, just drop me a text. Give me your number. Let me know how you're doing. And I'm not going to tell you what your goal has to be. But I'm going to help you get to whatever you want for yourself. And I want you to be proud of that goal. And so that day, it started a new way of thinking for me that I finally had a guy in my corner. who's was my best friend as my dad. He was the best man at my wedding. And here we are, you know, helping each other out with things like fitness. It's still really relevant. You know, he's he's retired now. Um, he's a healthy 74. And I'm a healthier 47
1: because of it. That's awesome. Now, what was your weight when you were starting in January 1st, 2022, roughly speaking?
0: yeah, so I hopped on the scale uh, on New Year's morning at one ninety three
1: yeah, and what do you roughly weigh in today if we were to weigh you today? Yeah, so I hit one sixty the other day nice yeah, I mean that's that's I called probably you consider your fighting weight. You look lean, you look healthy. you know, I mean, how do you feel now at this weight? I feel
0: good most days, you know there's just a there's a new vibrance, I'd say. um you know i don't I don't get those slumps in the afternoon. I certainly don't go to bed with regret. I go to bed earlier, I wake up earlier, and I just feel like I've got like an army of people behind me and it's the brotherhood and it's my own family.
1: Nice. All right, so let's go through the process of what it took to strip that weight off, lose 30 plus pounds. You join the Fit Father program and you start with FF30X phase one. Tell me about those early days, like what some aha moments you might've had reading through the program material, stuff that stuck out with you, what you start implementing. Let's talk about that early phase.
0: Glad you asked that, so I joined on February 17th. So it took me like a few weeks from the day that I got the challenge from my dad to find the right thing. And I, I sort of went off in the lone ranger mode for January. I said, I'm just going to go out and lift. I'm going to get all this weight off myself. Like hoorah. Kind of had up and down days, no real success. Then I got into February. I tried some other programs out on trial versions. They just weren't a good match for me. And then when I discovered you, um, a couple of words jumped out to me off the page. It was for, for guys in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. And the word, keyword, busy, busy guys. And I knew that was me. So that attracted me to, to starting with you. But the program was good. I, I love how the Brotherhood encourages guys when they're joining in to take their time uh, to understand that this is a long process. This is a journey. This is not something that's uh, designed to be figured out one, you know, in a day. So I took a couple of weeks to study the materials. I took a couple of weeks to really evaluate my nutrition. Uh, you know, what am I, what am I eating, and what am I drinking every day that has caused where I, you know, to me to be where I am? And then the workouts. So it was, it was a, it was an, ex, it was an experimental phase. But then there was a commitment phase. And the commitment for me was getting into the Apex 10 workout. It was continuing things I love, like lifting weights, uh, like going for runs. I love to run. I love to play basketball. So keep that stuff up, but be strategic and really know that make the most of every day. Try to get into the plan and follow it because it works for thousands of guys. And here we are as evidence.
1: And so I imagine on the exercise front, you've always had these habits and you're an active guy. You like to move. Nutrition was probably one of your biggest gaps. I mean, knowing that you gained so much weight and you mentioned the word like going to bed with regrets. So I imagine there was a habit of some kind of late night eating and stuff like that can you give us a little before and after of maybe some of the bad nutrition habits, we'll call them bad. And then what you started to adopt and the changes you made in the program, a little bit of a, a contrast between those two. Yeah,
0: sure. So that's, that's sort of some bigger things and smaller things. Um, you know, I would say I was a fan of the bowl of cereal or the ice cream at night. Uh, that was, that's always sort of a go-to. I think it was no, pretty normal for me to have a glass of wine after dinner, but I found myself when I was traveling, you know, that continued and and, and, being on the road a lot, it encourages that bad behavior. So I would say for nutrition, as I've learned more through the program, I've understood now the necessary balance between the proteins, uh, fats, carbohydrates. And I have a new, new love for fresh vegetables now that I never thought was in there. Um, I found things that work for me. So replacing things like the take and bake pizzas, um, the, the, the quick and easy fast foods that are out there, even the things that seem to sound good and look good because of their packaging as healthy, uh, you know, has come out of the diet now. So
1: nice. And that's a knowledge component of, of just knowing more and having it feel a lot more integrated. And like you're a busy guy. Well, how are you fitting this in? What does a day in your life look like that would be a routine that you follow on a regular Monday through Friday kind of scenario?
0: That's a great question, too. So it is a challenge, every day is different. Um, we try to set up routines and patterns for ourselves, but some things that I have stayed committed to are sort of rise and shine, like get up around five, get up around five 15, preserve that hour and a half, not for things like sitting around looking and staring at my phone and drinking three cups of coffee, but getting downstairs, getting to the basement, get over to my setup over here where I've got all the tools that I need, uh, to knock out that next workout. And it's not that the workouts are long, um, but they're efficient. And that's the value here is the efficiency that I'm getting with the MRTs, which is the metabolic stuff, which I never uncovered before. I've lived in this world of lift weights, run, you know, alternating days, lots of frustration. But the MRTs, man, they are smoking. They do so much for my body. And actually, as I walked through phase one and phase two, I actually finished six months. And I loved the double trouble so much that I just wrote it all the way. I increased the weight. Right. But it was it was so good for me in terms of the routine every day that I I did it. I spaced them out in 48 hour increments, but it was real valuable for me.
1: Dave, I got to say, you might have been the first human alive to say the sentence. I love the double trouble so much. So that, and that's, that's good. And I mean, amazing that you are able to find what you love and, and, and move that. And for guys listening, this is the big paradigm shift, right? Lifting and cardio being separate things, but you combine them into foundational movements. You can get a great workout in the 30 to 45 minutes. How did your strength change? And maybe you're just your general fitness. Let's say from that first apex down to like now weights, you used what the first experience was like, and then being seasoned six months into these things or so, but now you're more like 10 months or so into this. Tell me about the changes in fitness.
0: I'm smiling here, talking about how great those workouts was. Um, they were hard. I can relate to just about every other guy's post uh, in The Brotherhood that these things are not easy. They take time. You have to start small. but what more importantly is that you finish. Uh, do whatever you need to do to finish. take as long as you need to do them. But you know to, to try to answer your question, well, the thing with with the MRTs, especially, I think for me there's a, a rhythm to them where and this sounds a little bit strange, but I actually, I added, added music to the rhythm of the workout and I added things that I like to watch. So I actually put up on a TV the old, game, old NBA games from the 90s where I would just watch the Knicks and the Bulls go head to head while I've got great music going and I've got the MRTs cranking. It just made that rhythm of getting through them possible because they are hard. So for me and my fitness, you know, in the first six weeks, I didn't notice much in the mirror. And in reality, the scale didn't move very much. So I was all honestly ready to throw the towel in about week five. Uh, when I was done my first month, and I had only lost like just over half a pound, it didn't make any sense because I was nutritionally, I was also really improving um, my habits. So I, I hit that plateau, I hit frustration. And I think getting through that was what really motivated me. Um, because they're just normal. And you have to You have to just be willing to experience those lows.
1: Well, what kinds of words of wisdom did you get at that time? I mean, what a thing to put that much effort and that much improvement and not see a lot of payoff. Mm -hmm. Like were there words said, someone said to you in the brotherhood, was it Ben, Catherine, did someone say something that kept you going? Like what kept your head in the game at that time?
0: Oh yeah, like 85 guys said, keep going. (laughs) They were encouraging. Um, But one guy in the group, and I can't remember who it was, maybe two or three of them said, you ought to reach out to Kat, set up a time with her, and then write Ben. He loves to email. And, and that was that was a fact. Like uh, Ben and Kat are so responsive. Uh, you've got a great team around you. But you know, within a day, I was engaging with them. I was telling me, the, telling them about my frustrations and the plateau. And what was interesting is that Kat especially said, let's talk about some other areas of your life. How are you sleeping? That alerted me to a new thing. Like, okay, nutrition, workouts, but sleep, where are you? And I was honest. I said, I've been tracking that. And I'm averaging about five and a half hours a night at best because I'm getting up earlier and because I'm so busy and unloading a dishwasher at 1130 at night. I mean, it's just life. So cat um, really helped me nail down what I needed to do to improve my sleep. So what sounds like a small piece was the trigger to really letting the results start to come forward. And Ben did something similar with me. I had a struggle with digestion so uh you know he helped me understand how the body works and how what it means to have good gut health uh and really to work on those things which can be addressed and you know there's several strategies there that can help to sort of unlock your whole body and and understand that it's not just eating and it's not just working out that helps you
1: get where you want to go yeah it's a full integrated picture and when everything starts to weave together then the body systems work well. But I think more importantly, what you're saying, not more importantly, but equally important is you're now having the knowledge and the why behind understanding some physiology, some biology. And I think that supports your motivation to continue these things too. Has that been the case? Like talk to me about like maybe the educational component of this. I know it's an immersive learning experience. Like how important has learning the why behind these things been for you in terms of your motivation to keep on going or the solidity you now have?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I consider myself kind of an academic and I love research. I could sit all day and sit in a library and, and research, you know, the sciences behind this, but physiology is, uh, you know, it's like buildings as an architect, like buildings are constantly moving. They need constant maintenance. Um, you know, they're fragile things. Uh, so similarly, I'm learning how the body works and, you know, every system in the body has to rely on each other on itself and on all the systems to come together. So, you know, there's the neurological stuff, there's the circulatory system. There's the skeleton, there's the muscles, all these beautiful uh, parts of our bodies that, you know, God created uh, have to be maintained and taken care of. And we're stewards of that.
1: Yeah. Very well said. Can you share some non-scale victories along the way? So the scale is moving. Were there any like particular things you look back on and smile with fondness? Like, wow, like those moments of like, you feel proud or you just like someone said something, your family, give me some great NSV stories. I'd love to hear some of those.
0: Oh, that's funny. Yeah, so I would say about a month ago, uh, my daughter Ella, she's 16, she's just driving now. So she loved being out in the road, and she's an awesome driver, by the way. So keep it up, girl. <laughs> she loves to thrift. So she's got a job at a local thrift thrift store, and one day she came to me and said, "Man, Dad, you're you're really crushing this Fit uh, Father thing." And I said, "Great. Well, I got a challenge for you. I need new clothes now. So please go out and get me some new shirts." And uh, she came back with six new shirts for me, wearing one of them right now. Uh, but that's that's the NSB. Like you can enjoy the success with your family, and you need to enjoy it with your family because they can both challenge you and then pat you on the back. So, you know that was one. I remember another day, I had tickets for free bowling with my boys, and so I took them to the bowling alley. And I went away to get like a pizza or something for them. And I had I took a little bite. It was a it was a free meal. Um, but you know how you can type in on the scoreboard people's names right? So they put their names in. And then for mine, they put chicken and beans guy. <laughs> nice. So I'm like, wow, that's pretty nice. I didn't get dad. I didn't get Dave. I got chicken and beans guy. But they see me eating chicken and black beans and pinto beans almost every other day. And they see that I'm being disciplined about my diet. So they just poke fun at me all the time. And I love it. So,
1: All right. So this is a nice transition. That's a really cool NSV too has your nutrition been enjoyable? Like what kind of things have you slotted in? Because I mean, there might be some guys listening to this, man, like chicken and beans. That sounds like terrible. But at the same time, you're here with so much energy and you're so positive about that. It leads me to believe you enjoy this stuff and this routine. So what is your relationship to the foods you eat? What does it feel like? Let's speak into that a little bit, please. Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm. It's not easy. It's not easy knowing that this takes sacrifice and it can take the stripping away of some things that we would all, You know, love to have the rest of our lives. Like I love Reese's peanut butter cups. Um, You know, I love ice cream. You know, I love a lot of things that that families just enjoy and can have quickly. Um, But the relationship for food to me, I think the the reason that this program inspired me as much as it did, what it is, is because it puts guys in the driver's seat. Like they can craft their own menu, and that menu is so broad. Like we can go to the store. You stay around the outside, and you get the produce. You get the protein you stay out of the middle section and you can really rebuild uh, where you want to go at your own pace as long as you stay responsible and you stay within those guardrails. So for me, like I mentioned, I found a new love of fresh vegetables and cooked vegetables. So, you know, adding that in was good. You know, I know that it helps me more than just how many calories did you eat? It's what types of calories? What are those really rich sources of nutrients that help not just with the weight loss, but help your your overall fitness level and you know, help your gut and help the things that really need to, to thrive. So for me, um, I remember a time too, it was not long after that first plateau that I went through and I talked to Ben and I talked to Kat. I actually sat down and I came up with a menu of only 14 things. And on paper, it looked really harsh and spartan. But I think it was the best decision for me. And it was, it was one that said, Okay, here's these rules. We're gonna take it. A, we're gonna take it a notch up. Rex gonna eliminate things that are sort of the the uh, middle of the road items for a few days. We're gonna eliminate dairy. We're gonna eliminate uh, artificial sweeteners. We're gonna eliminate some of the things that you know fit Father wouldn't say are you know are banned, but they're gray areas. So I did that for a while, and I found out that I could season protein, or I could turn like something that looks like. Really hard items into something that looks like a Chipotle uh, meal. And I could still get all the values out of it that I need, needed to. So um, there's so many things you can do with food. I just, didn't, I would encourage guys to get creative, uh, challenge yourself, and understand that, you know, giving up one thing for just a day might be hard, but you'll get past it. You know, you get past three days of denying yourself and find that there's, there's really richness and, and vibrancy
1: with the right food. Nice. I'd love to hear a little bit more about your family's experience watching you transform. I mean, we heard the story about Ella and the thrift shopping, which is awesome. What about your son? I mean, I th- I'm thinking back to that pool moment and now he's seen you like bust your butt in the gym in the morning and now lose the weight and look so much more fit. Has he made any comments and, and your wife as well?
0: Well, that was two years ago when, the, when that thing happened in the pool. And this year I got completely the opposite. I remember actually going back to the pool and they long had forgotten that moment. But he looked up at me and he said, Dad, you have definitely lost the dad bod. <laughs> and he was like high fiving me, and you know it's 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 a complete turnaround. But the boys, um, yeah, they see it, and you know they want to get down on the floor with me. And they, you know, my my youngest son who's seven, he's even picking up the five pound weights and and mimicking the the push ups. And so you know I, I love that, and I love I love challenging them. Um, I try to coach their teams whenever I can, even though I know very little about soccer. I love I love coaching soccer. Um, just because it, it it bonds me with them, and it bonds me with other kids their age, and keeps families together.
1: Nice. All right, I want to pivot for a second and, and talk about the busyness. You know, you are a guy who travels for your work, and I want to know what some of your strategies and solutions have been to kind of take your fit father lifestyle that through line and make it applicable for when you're not at home and when you're traveling. What have been some of the strategies and learnings, and how have you stayed on track?
0: Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it's all about preparation. Uh, and that's true every day on the days that I don't travel, but when I know something's coming up, um, it's, it's good to actually research the restaurants that are, that are maybe close by. And even more importantly, is there a grocery store nearby where I can continue my same, um, you know, habits, you know, you can't cook salmon in a hotel room very easily, right? But you can strategize, you can come up with some fresh foods that, you know, are whole foods that give you all the, all the nutrients that you need. So that's one. Also, you know, try to find the hotels with the fitness rooms where um, before your meetings, you can get down there and stay committed. So but when it comes back to the everyday thing, one thing I do is I I keep a, a little bag of nuts and cucumbers in my car. Uh, and I, I posted that the other the other day in the Brotherhood. And, you know, it's one of those things where, um, you know, between um, leaving the house and getting to, to work or vice versa on the way home. That's a lot of times when hunger hits. So keep something close by. That's good. You know, it it just
1: helps. It's a very powerful strategy and something that's so small that many people overlook, but like that's your go-to snack and it's there for you. So you you don't have this like not eat and and get starving for dinner. Now I want to shift gears again. And I want to talk a little bit more about like some of the internal shifts that you've made. And particularly you mentioned God and some of your spirituality and your faith. How is this all interplayed in terms of that aspect and dimension of your life, your inner life, your faith, your body and God for Mm you?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That's a wonderful question. Thank you for asking it. Um, it. It might be one of the more important questions today. You know, um, you know, for me, you know, my body—it's His temple. You know, that's straight from scriptures. That's straight from the New Testament, and I remember that. But it's an easy verse to forget and sort of gloss over. Um, you know, when I was when I was reading the scriptures uh, earlier this year, I was focused on some passages in Genesis, actually. And I know, you know, some of the brothers out there are believers and or maybe just appreciate Genesis for. The, the sense of the literature, but for me you know it's it's about it's about God, the omnipotent creator um so for me, I remember sitting with my son, he was actually reading it on his own, and he's just now learning how to read and he actually read the first uh, several days of that creation story, and as he was reading it, I started to connect creation with all the parts and systems of our own bodies, which I found remarkable like. Um, you know the story about separating the night from the day and the story about taking dominions over the plants and the and all of creation and um, you know realizing on on the sixth day that in scripture it says that you know God created a partner for Adam, and I think and I'm reminded of, gosh, the partnerships that we a lot of us have with our own wives are significant others, and that partnership that we have as brothers and you know, to me, I'm relating that now to physical fitness and wellness because um, you know, I, I believe that we were created for that purpose of um, coming close to our creator and for and for honoring him.
1: Yeah. It's been my life experience too. And insofar as we align our bodies more with these natural laws, we get to experience even greater depths of connection. Um, so that's it's really powerful that you experience that. Now, I'd love for you to share any times you had to like overcome some serious adversity over these last 10 months? Have there been any moments, whether it's an injury, a schedule thing, a family thing, or just times where you maybe drifted off track and how you realigned yourself?
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's a great question too, because I did hit a couple of plateaus in the last six or eight months, and they were normal places to be. Um, and I stayed plateaus with watching the scale specifically. But I do remember another sort of funny story and humbling story. I remember a day where I think, uh, you know, I think we lost one of our, our utilities, like our water went out or something. And my wife and I were trying to get out of town for a trip. Everything seemed to be going wrong. And I was frustrated. My anger got the best of me. And I went out to the garage and I kicked an old recliner. <laughs> and I think I actually um, fractured my toe, my big toe and my right foot. And it set me back like three weeks. And I thought I was kicking the soft part of the chair, but I was, I actually kicked the frame. <laughs> and it was, it was a step back where, you know, these things happen. We all have bad days, but I figured out a way to try to keep working out. And it took a while, but I got back into a rhythm. But example of just life happening, right? But as long as you can keep the mindset of this is a story, this is a long term commitment, you know, we can, we can find ways to get what, like, like you say, back on track. Um, just be patient with yourself because you know incidents happen and you know we're going to run into you know bumps along that journey
1: nice i want to ask you what's in store for you i mean you've been rocking this this year like what do you see is in store for you next year whether it's like specific training coming up different goals you want to work on with your body programs to follow i'd love to hear what you see for yourself in like the near future
0: um so i did hit the goal weight that i was looking for uh, but more importantly like there were just other goals that I had with, with completing the program. And so I haven't followed it by the book. I love how it's set up so that guys can craft their own journey. It's your book. Yeah. Right, exactly. (laughs) And, uh, you know, for me, I'm looking ahead at, you know, two things, more speed and more strength. And that doesn't necessarily relate to any one particular workout. I just want to become more of a, uh, of an athletic guy. Uh, and, and those are more about performance based. So for speed, I want to get faster at the 400 and I want to get faster at the 1600 and I want to run I want to run another 5k. I did one with my kids the other day and I want to do that again. So that's the speed part. The strength part is actually starting OSM. Uh, So I'm really looking forward to that. I haven't set a date yet, but um, I I think that as I turn the page on this year, uh, I'm excited that that's that's you know, that's coming up
1: so nice. Those are really exciting goals. You know, funny enough, I actually have very similar goals to you and I've been doing just a lot of running. I've got really like started to research a lot of people who are into like barefoot running and doing some of that stuff, which seems to really help connect the glutes. But either way, I'm glad I am just imagining you're gonna be doing lots of sprints outside, improving your speed and the OSM stuff's definitely going to help, especially when you do lift with a lot of velocity and get those fast, rich explosive fibers. That's going to be really cool.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of nervous. It looks pretty intimidating right now, but um, I'm sure it'll be fine.
1: It's actually kind of fun compared to the MRTs. You know, it's a totally different style, but sprinkling those in is going to be very great for you. So let's talk a little more about the brotherhood. I mean, I I think many guys think that this is a, they don't expect that to be a part of a fitness program. You think you're signing up for like a fitness program. You know, you're going to get some nutrition guidance, some exercise guidance, and then you're like opened up to this world of inspiring guys that, you know, elevate you. Speak into that a little bit more, maybe some relationships formed or or even you giving back and and be able to complete this cycle of receiving and giving. I'd love for you to speak into the brotherhood a little bit more.
0: Yeah, no, it's really great. Um, so the the platform, you know, is, is you know, it's probably got hundreds or maybe thousands of guys who are involved in the group. Um, and some guys use it more than others. You know, there's some guys that probably live on it. I don't know how they do it, uh, but they're encouragers. They hear every story, they see every post and they they add a positive comment. Even if it's as simple as like a like, um, you know, it, it has value because you know it says we're listening to each other, right? Um, I love it because there's a nice mix of um, very experienced guys and then guys who are complete newbies to to fitness and wellness. Um, I like the fact also that there's technical guidance and there's guys with a lot of wisdom who are pointing us to the right resources. So you know, as crazy of a question as technique on a certain lift or You know, a certain exercise um, is good, and then there's guys who are just emotional. They need to get stuff out, right? And they're they're struggling with something, or it may or may not have to do with the program. And there's support there. So I think it's I think it's a nice reminder that we need each other. Iron does sharpen iron, and we have got to be in each other's corners. You know, a lot of us live or work in places where it might be awkward to talk to your neighbor, you know, or it might be awkward to talk to that other dad at, at the soccer field, but Um, I think those things are valuable. You know, I've, I've got guys in this town here where we're talking a lot and we're, we can be that transparent. So, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice compliment to that for me, uh, to be able to have that network. And there's probably eight or 10 guys on there that, that I talk to a little bit more than others. We DM each other and check in privately as well as just in the, the forum. So, uh, great tools.
1: Let's keep it going. Cool. I love it. In the closing of this, I want to bring this full circle and I want to come back to your dad. What's he been like and what is some of the relationship with him as he's seen you go through this? Start off with a very simple comment Hey, son, I will give you some accountability. And now you're here and there's a chance maybe he'll even listen to this podcast. So if you're listening, thanks, dad. Amazing. Like, please speak into that.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, it's, this is about my dad. It's also about my mom. Um, I love them to death and uh, they have accomplished something great. Uh, you know, last summer they celebrated their 50th wedding anniversary.
1: No kidding. What an accomplishment that is.
0: And, you know, my my dad, he's a retired Navy captain. But as he's as he retired in the military, his life, he didn't see it as stopping. He has stayed just as active. And he's over at the rec center pumping iron three days a week still, you know, at 74. And I admire that. I admire him. I admire the fact that he just he looks he can look into me. He can he can speak wisdom into me and you know offer things offer that that source of encouragement and that boost um you know so who knows where we'll go as far as these check-ins but um uh, he's a great partner and it's just a joy to have him in my life still and i know it's a treasure it's a it's a thing that a lot of guys can't say that they're they're that close to their dad and they have felt them as a constant for their
1: entire life mm-hmm. and the weight that he's seen is he saw your weight go down and down on these monthly check-ins. Like, did he make comments? Cause I know no judgment, but I'm sure he's like, something's happening here. Like stuff's working, like good job, son, keep going. Or what was the communication like with him along the way?
0: You know, I didn't share with him back in January what my goal was. I was, I was pretty closed about it because I thought, man, that's, that's pretty ambitious. But, you know, I remember a picture that he shared with me, literally a picture on his wedding day of him and my mom, um, and you know, I look back at him now and, and know that, you know, as a midshipman, he was he was in stellar shape, right? But I remember him telling me, he said, Dave, when I when I was married, I was probably 160 um, soaking wet. And that was years ago that he shared that. And for some reason that number stuck, right? And so I looked back at it and I said, Man, if I'm gonna make my fitness goal right, it's gonna match my dad back in 1971. So that's where I made it. And you know, as we went through the year and checked in yeah, I think he was probably like concerned, like, man, how far is this guy going to take things? Like I thought 175 was healthy, but I, I hit the 160 and I'm proud of it. And, uh, you know, it's just something that now I'm really looking forward just to continuing a great life with him, uh, my mom, and just the joy of, of their support.
1: Beautiful, Dave. And my last question for you, last formal question, at least is to you now having gone through what you've experienced with this program, what does it mean to you to be a fit father?
0: It means more than just being a fit father. It means being um, a better husband, number one. Uh, You know, my wife, Jen, is my best friend. And uh, we we put each other first and we rely on each other. And being a fit father is about being, you know, number one, her biggest and best friend and someone who brings her the source of strength and encouragement that's so important. From there, it is being a fit father is that. It's about being a great dad. It's about putting our relationships and our families first and realizing that doing this stuff at 5.15 in the mornings while they're maybe still asleep is actually benefiting them and all of us in the long, in the long run. You know, I, when, I'm, when I'm 74, I want to be out shooting hoops with my grandkids, you know, and that's my goal. And, you know, flash forward to my dad's age now, I want to be able to offer that same thing uh, to my own. So this is a great tool and it's been a, a really fantastic way for a
1: new discipline for me. What a beautiful answer. And I see that image of you. And I just only imagine like at that, you'll have another 20, 25, 30 years of experience working this thing. And the wisdom you're going to gain is going to be tremendous that, I mean, I think you become a great resource for your family too, a source of inspiration like your dad has been for you. And I think this is where the ripple impact of our own personal transformation can have like generational impact potentially. And that excites me for you and you and your family as well. So, I want to turn you over the floor one more time. If there's anything you felt that's been like left unsaid, I don't know if there is, cause this has been one heck of a conversation and you know, it's really touched my heart. Is there anything else you'd like to share in conclusion of this episode?
0: No, I just want to thank you and your whole team. You've been fantastic encouragers to me. You're clearly supporting each other and I'm just excited for, for the next, the
1: next chapter for you all too. So, uh, let's stay in each other's corner. Thanks Dave. I appreciate you so much for coming on the episode and sharing everything you did. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you.